G'day folks, my name is Simon Chait and welcome to the very first episode of Prog Mojo with Simon Chait. And you're listening to River FM 92.9, Lismore's longest running community radio station. I've been a mad prog rock fan for probably 25, 30, 35 years. I love listening to their amazing compositions, sometimes 20 minutes long, very complex stuff with incredible virtuosic dexterity. And so I hear you ask, what exactly is prog rock? Well, prog rock, it's a sub-genre of rock featuring ambitious compositions with a heavy emphasis on experimentation and concept-driven or fancy lyrics and really backed up by some serious musical virtuosity. You can have prog rock songs from 2 minutes to 22 minutes. Really, that's where they get that classical symphony-like approach to writing music. Prog rock is often based around guitar, bass, drums, keys, and has a lead vocalist, and often incorporates fusion elements of jazz and classical music. Sometimes they call it symphonic rock or even art rock. Really, it started to kick off in the late 60s, around the time the Beatles were experimenting with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and then the Beach Boys pushing the musical boundaries with pet sounds. Really took root in England, especially around Canterbury, where groups like Caravan and Soft Machine were producing psychedelic rock, and they were using unusual rock instruments such as flute, recorder and clarinet. And these were forerunners to the awesome flutology that we hear of Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. And by the early 1970s, England had become the birthplace to an awesome list of prog rock bands like Gentle Giant, The Nice, Renaissance and Camel, right through to supergroups and artists like Mike Oldfield, Pink Floyd, Jethro Tull, Genesis and my favourite, Yes. So this is episode one of Prog Mojo. Let's start with the early 60s. And just a heads up, the recording quality of some of these early pieces is not brilliant. It'll improve as the years go by. Tonight I'm going to start with Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd kicked off about 1965, which is really, really early in the prog rock timeline. There were only about three or four bands that were around prior to them. And I've got one of their really early pieces, 1967 piece here. This was recorded on the American show American Bandstand, 1967. It was filmed at ABC Studios Burbank in California on the 7th of November, which is only a month before Dave Gilmore joined the group. There are only four people playing on this piece. They were Sid Barrett on guitar and lead vocals. We had Nick Mason on drums. We had Roger Waters on bass, guitar and vocals, and Rick Wright on keyboards and vocals. So here you go, folks. 1967 Pink Floyd, Apples and Oranges. The Pink Floyd. Got a flip top pack of cigarettes in the pocket, feeling good at the top, shopping at shops, walking in the sunshine town, feeling very cool. With the butchers and the bakers and the supermarket stores Getting everything she wants from the supermarket stores and oranges Apples and oranges Cornering neatly she trips up sweet to meet the people She's on time again And then I catch her by the eye Then I stop and have to think What a funny thing to do Cos 
Yes, apples and oranges indeed, folks. That was Pink Floyd, 1967. Great to hear Sid Barrett at the helm there. It was fantastic. Lovely sounds, lovely harmonies, and lots of that mid-60s psychedelic feel about it. Next stop, again in 1967, we have Keith Emerson's first ever successful band. These are called The Nice. These guys blended rock, jazz, and classical music, and they did lots of instrumental pieces. As well as Keith Emerson, we had Lee Jackson, David O'List, and Ian Haig as the backing band for soul singer P.P. Arnold. They did a lot of instrumental music as well, and this piece is Leonard Bernstein's America, and it was the first piece that they achieved commercial success with.
America is pregnant with promise and anticipation, but is murdered by the hand of the inevitable. That's Keith Emerson and his first ever successful band, The Nice, playing Leonard Bernstein's America. Interestingly, The Nice broke up in 1970, but they got back together again for a series of concerts in 2002. Where to next? Okay, I lived in Glastonbury, Somerset, in the UK throughout the 90s, and there was a performance space there called the Assembly Rooms. And I used to go along and watch various musicians, bands, etc. play. I performed them myself a couple of times. And I remember seeing one guy, his name was David Allen. And he used to be a member of the progressive rock group Gong. Pre-Gong, David was a, a member of the band The Soft Machine. I got a song for you, a short song, from 1966. It's a very stereotypical Aussie song. This is The Soft Machine with Fred the Fish.
give me those sweet potatoes. All right, while I'm here, I thought I'd play you another piece from Gong. This was from the album Angel's Egg. And again, David Allen, who's actually an Australian musician. David founded the band Gong with English vocalist Jilly Smith. So this track is a very silly track, as often was the case with Dave Allen. And the song is called I Never Glid Before.
sounds of gong we're going to move now to the english group van de graaff generator these guys were formed in around about 1967 by singer songwriters peter hamill and chris judge smith and they were joined by drummer guy evans and organist hugh banton these guys came out of manchester and were the first act ever signed by charisma records so we're going to have a listen to a track from their third album, which is H to He, Who Am the Only One. That's the album name. And the song we're going to listen to is a song called Killer. And we're going to listen to the 2005 remastering of the song. This particular band has been together and apart and together and apart, on and off, on and off. They were together in 1967 to 72, then they split up. Then they got back together again in 75 to 78, then they split up. Then they got back together again in 2005, and I think they're still going strong. So here's Killer by Van de Graaff Generator.
That was Van de Graaff Generator with Killer. Some great sounds there. You can really hear that real early prog rock sound. You're on River FM. More prog mojo after this. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Prog Mojo on River FM 92.9. And my name is Simon Chait. All right, let's head on across now to another English prog rock group called Renaissance. These guys were founded in 1969, and they had a very long career. They were active from 1969 through to 87, and then again from 1998 to 2002. They disbanded in 2002, but then got together again in 2009, and have been going strong ever since. They got some great sounds as well, very, very early prog-sounding stuff. We've got two former Yardbirds here, Keith Relf and Jim McCarty. These guys founded this group along with John Hawken on keys, Louis Sanamo on bass and uh, Keith Relf's sister Jane Relf on vocals and backing vocals. So they put out a bunch of albums and I'm going to play you a track now from their first album. This was on Island Records and this album is called Renaissance and I'm going to play you track one from their very first album and it's a long song, about 10 minutes long, called Kings and Queens. It's a live performance uh, recorded at the Beat Club in Bremen, West Germany, which ran from September 65 to December 1972. It was an amazing club in which hundreds of amazing artists came and performed there. I've got a list here. I'll just read some of the artists. Badfinger, Beach Boys, Bee Gees, Chuck Berry, Black Sabbath, Eric Burden, Canned Heat, Captain Beefheart, Chicago, Joe Cocker, Alice Cooper, Cream, Deep Purple, David Bowie, The Doors, etc., etc., etc. This was a who's who. If you wanted to perform in the psychedelic 60s or early 70s, you definitely put in a performance at the Beat Club. Here's Renaissance, Kings and Queens.
Renaissance, Kings and Queens. They say it's not about the song, it's about the journey with prog music. That's so true. Great stuff there. You can quite clearly hear the jazz influence in the in the Renaissance music. And also you'll notice there's lots of different changes in meter, time signature changes. Emphasis on certain accents going from 4-4 four, four, to 3-4 to 5-4 to 6-8 to 11-8. You get the idea. It's very common in prog music. It's one of the ways they expand on their, their virtuosic ability. Quick, fast, sharp changes in meter. And remember, folks, you're listening to Prog Mojo on River FM. What's that, Mama Kin? Hey, this is Mama Kin, and you're listening to River FM 92.9. Stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. Alrighty, let's have a look at one of the giants of prog rock now, King Crimson. King Crimson were founded in London in 1968. They literally rose from the ashes of the psychedelic pop trio Giles, Giles and Fripp. The founding members of King Crimson were Robert Fripp on guitars, Michael Giles on drums, singer Greg Lake, think Emerson, Lake and Palmer, multi-instrumentalist Ian MacDonald and lyricist Peter Sinfield. Their first album, which was released in 1969 on Island Records, was In the Court of the Crimson King. And it's widely regarded as one of the first and most influential of the progressive rock genre. I'm going to play for you two versions of the first track of the album, which is called 21st Century Schizoid Man. The first track was a very short version that was performed live in Hyde Park in 1969. And I'm going to follow that by the original studio recording. Here's 21st Century Schizoid Man. That was King Crimson with the live performance of 21st Century Schizoid Man, 
1969 in Hyde Park. And now here is the studio recording of the same song.
just when you thought they'd finished, they go back and have another quick go there. That's 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson. Hi, this is James Rain. You listen to 92.9 River FM. Thanks, James. You are indeed listening to 92.9 River FM. Alrighty, folks. We're heading off to Godalming, Surrey now, to the Charterhouse School, and the year is 1967. A group of five Charterhouse pupils, including Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, Peter Gabriel, Anthony Phillips, and Chris Stewart on drums. And they were managed and named by another student called Jonathan King. They all got together, formed a band, and they recorded several demos, a few singles, and then they decided to record an album. Their debut album, From Genesis to Revelation, was released in 1968. This band, of course, is Genesis, one of the true greats in progressive rock music. To finish tonight's show, I got a nice, short 1968 demo track. This track is called The Silent Sun, and this song eventually went on to become their first single, although the track I'm going to play you was a demo track. It was recorded by all five of the founding members, and it really features that early progressive rock sound. Here's Genesis with The Silent Sun. The silent sun that never shines She is the warmth of my lonely heart The motion of a turning Sung by Genesis. It was their first single, originally written by Tony Banks and Peter Gabriel, uh, in order to impress Jonathan King, their producer. Those great string arrangements were written by Arthur Greenslade, who did a lot of arranging for television and film at the time. 
Genesis went on to sell more than 150 million albums worldwide and were considered one of the world's best-selling music artists. In their discography, they had 15 studio albums and six live albums, and they won numerous awards, including a Grammy Award for the Best Concept Music Video. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010, but more on Genesis next time. Well, that's it from me today, folks. My name is Simon Chait, and you've just been listening to the first ever episode of Prog Mojo. I hope you've had a great time, and I'll be back here next week, same time, same place, Saturday night, 6 o'clock, here on River FM, and I look forward to the pleasure of your company. But until then, I'll leave you with one thing. Whatever you do, don't forget, prog on.